I love the psychopathic show we're having. Yeah, man. Maybe we should uh, dial 1 800 and anybody out there who wants to call in and get a psychopathic reading from Mike. <laughs> yeah, ring, 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 ring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because Miss Cleo is no longer with us, but Mike is here. So uh, That's right. <laughs> dial 1 800 uh, psychopathic Mike and he will, <laughs> will give you a psychopathic reading. I'm on it. Ladies and gentlemen, and children of all ages, live from Studio A, welcome to Now Dig This. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode number three of Now Gig This. My name is Alan Darcy. I am uh, the creator and the host of Now Gig This, and I'm so excited. We're on episode number three. Today's episode... Well, not today's episode, but this episode, because I don't know what day you're listening to this. So, uh, this episode number three is dedicated to Thanksgiving 2020, which we just celebrated, slash appreciation episode. And I'll get more into the appreciation part of it as we move along. But first things first, this episode of Now Gig This is sponsored by Sip Restaurant Jazz and Wine Bar. Sip is located at 707 West Main Street in downtown historic Leesburg, Florida. Every Wednesday through Saturday evening, Sip has the best in live music and entertainment. You combine that with an outstanding selection of beer, wine, liqueur, and the amazing food on the menu. Yum. This is what you're going to do. When you get there, Order the delicious Shrimp Toast app and the Asobuco. Yum. That is my favorite dish on their menu. Okay, bud. Shh. Here's a secret. When you go to sip and you order, tell your server the secret password is red pants. That's right. Red pants. When you tell them that, you're going to get a discount or a fun perk. All right, so call 352-435-7840 to make your reservations or visit them on their Facebook page, Sip Restaurant Jazz and Wine Bar. Hey, you beautiful people. This episode and the next episode is all about appreciation. So let's kick things off with some music. This is my original tune, coincidentally called I Appreciate. I appreciate 
Well, hello, everybody. That song right there is uh, my original tune called I Appreciate. Uh, I Appreciate uh, came out on my Momentum CD uh, in 2014. So I love doing that song, and uh, I thought it would really be a great song to build uh, this Thanksgiving episode around. Um, 
Thanksgiving 2020. Wow. What a year, right? I don't need to go there. (laughs) But Thanksgiving was coming up, and I I really wanted to put some positive positivity out there, some positive energy. And I thought, let's do it this way. Um, So here's my thing. I love Thanksgiving. I love giving thanks, you know, and thanks is gratitude. But in my book, um, I love appreciation even a little bit more. And I'll tell you why. The, when you appreciate something, the word appreciate um, has, a, has a little bit of a different vibe, a little bit of different energy uh, than gratitude and thanks. I think, I don't know how to put it into words, except the best example I can use is when you appreciate something, when you focus on something that you're appreciating, uh, you get more of it. It increases in value. Uh, the best example I always give is people always say, well, a house appreciates in value. So so what I started doing, and I'm sharing here, um, you know, a lot of people will do gratitude lists. Um, but what I do every day, I try to do this. I miss every once in a while, but almost every day I'm, I'm, I'm doing this. I try to get quiet 10 or 15 minutes before my day gets going, before my day starts, before I answer any emails or voicemails or check check the texts and you know it's hard to do sometimes i have to tell myself put the iphone down put the iphone down (laughs) but um so anyway i like to start my day by getting quiet and uh i make an appreciation list or i list all the things that i appreciate you know, it's kind of my form of meditation, I guess you could say. So on this list, I mean, I could write down as something as simple as the delicious cup of coffee I'm having. Or, um, or just maybe I had a great gig the night before. And sometimes it could be something as general as I really appreciate that the sun came up again. You know? So it's all about focusing on what's going right in my life or focusing on what feels good. So I came up with this idea with Thanksgiving, you know, because in my mind, Thanksgiving equals appreciation. I thought, wouldn't it be cool if I could, for a podcast, interview some really fun, cool, talented people, talk to them about their passions, their background, what makes them tick, and then find out what they appreciate in their lives. So that's what this show's all about. Well, first up, my first guest, is an amazing saxophonist, a recording artist, a performer, a musician, extraordinaire, who, besides all that, his other gig, he's a very successful entrepreneur. Entrepreneur. I have to, when I say that, I want to make say I do a little French in there because I'm trying to say it right. <laughs> uh, this gentleman is the owner of All Access Labs, All Access Recording Studio, and all access CBD. Who is this gentleman, you ask? Well, his name is Mr. Mike MacArthur. All right, and my second guest on today's show is Kyle Schroeder. Now, if for some reason you have not heard of Kyle yet, trust me, you will be. Now, I don't toss this phrase around lightly, but Kyle is a young lion on the music scene. And let me tell you something. He is roaring. He's truly a gifted musician, gifted saxophonist, top shelf skills. 
And at the ripe young age of 23, he's already performing with national acts and selling out shows. And on top of all that, Kyle is just a great guy. So what's going to happen on this episode is I will be sharing with you many segments from each individual conversation, one with Mike and one with Kyle. And then I'm going to be asking each one of them individually what is the top five things that they appreciate in their lives. So keep in mind what you're going to hear today on uh, this podcast is just the tip of the iceberg. It's, uh, it's going to whet your appetite. It's just a taste of things to come. In the very near future, Mike MacArthur is going to have a whole podcast dedicated just to him. And so will Kyle Schroeder. I talk to them both so much about life, the industry, saxophones, music, uh, passion for music. And we had a lot of laughs and we have a lot of aha moments. Um, a lot of great stories and great music, too, to share with you. So stay tuned uh, for the full podcast featuring each of them separately. All right. Well, now that you kind of have the game plan, you know what's going to happen. I want you to know I, Alan Darcy, appreciate each and every one of you who is listening right now. All right. Let's start the car and drive on over to our next segment. So my first guest, Mr. Mike MacArthur. I told you a little bit about him already, but just to recap quickly, amazing saxophonist, musician, proprietor of All Access CBD, All Access Recording Studio, All Access Labs. And in 2014, when I was working on my album called Momentum, Mike came on board as a producer, and he produced one of the tracks, Lakeshore Drive, which was an Art Porter tune that I covered, and it turned out fantastic. So I'm always happy and proud to say that Mike produced a track for me. And here's just a partial list of some of the acts and entertainers he's performed and toured with. Diane Shore, Frankie Valli, Gino Benelli, and Maynard Ferguson. So without any further ado, put your hands together for Mr. Mike MacArthur. Alan Darcy, how are you, brother? I'm good, man, I'm good. So thank you, thank you so much for doing this. Of course, man. I wouldn't have missed it for the world, man. Well, thanks. And uh, forgive my voice. Uh, Everybody who's listening, Mike, I know know I'm a little raspy today. We had a a late gig last night, and I probably sang a little too loud and and, and (laughs) a little bit too much everything. But anyway, but uh, thanks for being on the podcast, man. Of course, man. What a cool show. Well, thank you. It's something that just kind of started during the summer, you know, during this whole pandemic thing. And I was for something creative to do, another outlet during the whole lockdown. And I, I started seeing, you know, all the, you know, I was doing some Facebook live shows and then I saw all these other musicians doing it. And I thought it was kind of the, I was trying to look for the uh, silver lining, I guess you could say, and what was going on. And the cool thing that I saw was people like were doing shows from their bedrooms, you know, and their, their living rooms and their front porches. And we're kind of seeing like behind the scenes with all these musicians and entertainers. So I thought, yeah, so I thought it'd be kind of cool to, um, to talk to people. And I thought I I, I was starting to listen to podcasts and I thought, well, that kind of, that would be kind of cool because it's different. It's audio. It's not visual. It's different. It's like, it's like a radio show, but on the internet and be kind of cool to talk to people and other musicians and other artists and entrepreneurs and people that gig for a living and, and find out, you know, like 
what makes him tick, what's going on behind the scenes, like how are, how are you getting through all this? And and just and at the same time, I wanted to keep some positive vibe going out there and some positive energy. Well, it it worked because I actually watched you from my couch on your Facebook live shows. So for us, it was a cool like release you know, from the from the other end of it. It was nice to sit in my house and say, you know, here's friends of mine playing all over, and I could sit here in my comfort of my own home and listen to them and see them online and like you know because you you don't always are you're not always able to go out and see other musicians when you are working because you're working. <laughs> so right, it was right. cool to just kind of turn it on and say, "Hey, Alan, wave to you online and and uh, enjoy the night." That was pretty cool. It was really weird because there was no audience in the room with me. <laughs> but after a few shows, I got used to it. Well, thanks for watching. So, how old were you when you started when you started playing the sax? I was a fourth grade band, right? Fourth or fifth ah. grade band. I can't. I think it was that young. And I actually started as a guitar player. Believe it or not. Um, okay. I had been playing guitar for about four years when I picked up the sax. Um, and the huh. only reason I didn't continue with guitar is because I, I had a, a teacher named Ralph, Mr. Ralph, I called him, but his name is Ralph Shishitano. He still is teaching to this day up in Rochester. Um, cool. He's involved with the Hochstein School of Music. and um, But there, I, my dad used to take me every Saturday morning to guitar lessons at, a, at this music store that was about 30, 40 minutes away from my house to go study with Mr. Ralph. And um, he was going to no longer be teaching at that music store. And so I couldn't take lessons with him anymore. And I, on the way home, I can, like, I, it's one of those things that I have, you have very detailed memories of when you were a kid, but this one, I remember exactly driving down this long road with a white picket fence on the right side. It was a horse farm and Huey Lewis in the news was on the radio playing the heart of rock and roll. Uh -huh. And I said, if I don't, if I can't study with Mr. Ralph and take lessons from him, I want to play this. And it was a sax solo in the heart of rock and roll. And that's why I started playing saxophone. We literally went and rented one at um, uh, the little music store over in East Rochester. And yeah. that the rest, they say, is history. That's awesome, man. You know, you just, it's, you just jumped. My next two questions were, was there any other instrument you play? And, <laughs> and I literally, I have my show notes in front of me. I was going to ask you to describe that moment. This, this is my actual words on the page I have here. I have here. Can you describe the actual moment when the light bulb off, light bulb went off, and you knew you wanted to play the sax? <laughs> the sax solo at the in the heart of rock and roll by Huey Lewis in the news, man, that was it. I, I always, I'm curious about that moment when that you know you're like, that's what I want to do happens, you know? Yeah, I don't know if it was more like that's what I want to do. I just I was like I love music. I was it was yeah. always like a part of my life. Um, even as a kid, like it was just, there was always music on and I was always intrigued by it. I had like the, you know, when CD players first came out, I had the, I think I had the first Boston CD that came out. And, um, it, it was, I just liked the sound of it. It felt, it felt good. I guess that kind of, you know, sets the tone for me as a person and a player and what I like to listen to. But 
it just that solo at that moment felt good. I just it, I liked the way it sounded. I didn't know anything about what he was playing. I couldn't yeah. have told you what key it was in or what kind of. I just knew that I liked the way it sounded and it made me feel good. And that's what I wanted to do. And then that's the rest really is cool. like you know, well, what's a read? <laughs> I mean, I gotta really? like lick wet things and get wood out. I want to become a carpenter. <laughs> really, that's hilarious, man. That's awesome. That seriously was my next question. That's cool, man. So now you got to tell us about Maynard because <laughs> how you met, how did you get into Maynard, Maynard Ferguson's band or tell us well, that story. I, sure. Or, when I, uh, there, it's kind of another tangled web, but it all comes together pretty easily. Um, cool. When I moved to Florida, I would come home on the, you know, during the summertime and, you know, on the weekends and stuff. And um, I went to Norm's place. Right. Met the Reinhardt right. brothers. It was the Monday night hang in Clearwater, Florida. Everybody went there. You met a bunch of musicians. One of the right. guys I met on my trips to the Monday night Norm's place hang was Carl Fisher. And Carl had been out with Maynard already. And uh -huh. um, we became friends um, over that period of time. And, you know, the friends friendship nurtured and um, we weren't always in the same city together, but we kept in touch. And when we were home, Norm's was the hang and we'd spend time together and, Fast forward to him telling me one time, calling me up and saying, "Hey man, send your demo to uh, Ed Sargent. They're looking for a new sax player." And I threw your hat in the, in the your name in the hat, and wow. I was like, "Oh man, I couldn't thank him enough." I'm like, "Thank you, thank you." Hung up, and I'm like, "Man, he's just giving me a line of crap to be nice because we hung out and blah blah blah." <laughs> and I blew him off. I literally no. blew him off. It's and I got seriously? another phone call like a week later, and he's like, "Mike, did you send your stuff?" I'm like, "Bro, are you serious?" He goes, oh, "I no. called you and told you." I said, "I thought you were joking with me." He's like, oh, no, no, man, get your stuff out. So I FedExed it. I think it was a cassette or a CD that I burned at that point and sent it off. And the next thing I know, Ed Sargent's calling me, asking me if I'd be interested in the gig. And uh, I said yes. And two days later, I had a FedEx package with the actual charts and a CD. And I sat there yeah. and practiced the crap out of them for a week. And then I, I came with a plane ticket to South uh, Columbia, South Carolina was my first gig. I flew up there and got to the hotel wow. room before the band and I sat there like a puppy dog looking out the window waiting for the tour bus to pull in the parking lot. <laughs> oh man, what a story. That's awesome. Yep. yep. And to this day, Carl and I spend a lot of time together and, and it's been awesome to watch his career just, you know, skyrocket from uh, the tower or from the, uh, not tower, um, Maynard Ferguson days to, you know, blood, sweat and tears and he's done everything, man. And now he's been with Billy Joel for God, over a decade, you know, it's been that long already. Yeah. At least. I think it's like 12 or 13, maybe. Time is just flying. And Carl's awesome. Mm -hmm. That's such a great story, man. It's so yeah. funny. I could, I could just see you being like, okay, he's just messing with me. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> oh, no way, man. I'm just this little guy from Clearwater. I met at a bar, you know, like, and then the next phone call is like, dude, are, are, did you send your stuff? I'm like, what? Maynard <laughs> uh, <Mainer> waiting. <laughs> <laughs> And then, of course, you get out and you meet Maynard and you're there and you get the, you know, the, the jitters of, oh, my God, I'm, I'm, I'm actually wearing the shirt of this guy that's a jazz legend and I'm in his band and, like, somebody made the decision to, to actually put me here. And then it's like, oh, my God, I can't screw up. <laughs> Pressure. <laughs> and it's, yeah, and then you hang out with Maynard and he eases your mind and tensions immediately. He was, like, the most nurturing fun loving supportive um full of fire uh person uh -huh. i've ever met it was just it, it's very very inspiring 
It was awesome. I could not have never have asked for a better introduction into the to the real world than that. So, so because that was my next question, so you answered that. So thanks, man. <laughs> I love the psychopathic show we're having. Yeah, man. Maybe we should uh, dial one eight hundred and anybody out there wants to call in and get a psychopathic reading from Mike. <laughs> yeah, ring, 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 ring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because Miss Cleo is no longer with us, but Mike is here. So uh, that's right. Dial one eight hundred psychopathic Mike, and he will, <laughs> will give you a psychopathic reading. I'm on it. <laughs> well, your last CD was called "Feels Like Home." Yes. Right? All right, and I'm just gonna now. This is just this. This is just a list of some of the musicians that were on there: Rick Braun, Jeff Lorber, Brian Bromberg, Jeff Golub, Alex Acuna. Third Richardson, our very own Third Richardson, Ron Reinhardt, go Ronnie, and uh, Gannon Arnold. Did I pronounce that right, Gannon? That's that's right. Yeah, I gotta tell you something, man. I love the CD. I was, I was, I had it on. I was like jamming for like an hour, like before we started talking. Man, thank you. That was one of the most fun um, experiences of, that I've ever had recording. Um, and Brian Bromberg was the sole re- sole reason for that. Um, I flew to L.A. and I, we did it in his studio at his uh, previous house that he was at. He had a great studio. And he was the glue between all those guys. I mean, I had played with a few of them before on the road. But, um, you know, for him to say, you know, and I'm not lying, this is how the conversation went after we were done with the track. I was like, man, I probably should get some percussion on that album. He's like, oh, let's call Alex. I'm like, Alex who? And he's like, Alex Cunha. I'm like, I mean, like. Like weather report, Alex. He's like, yeah, he lives up the street. He lives like he lives around the corner. I'm like, dude, everybody in in L.A. lives around the corner, so that's why that blues tune on the album is named around the corner because everybody seems to be around the corner. So every time I turn around, I'm like, oh man, we could use some maybe another Rhodes thing in here or guitar solo. He's like, oh, we call up Jeff, call up. I'm like, well, okay. <laughs> And the next thing you know, these guys are sitting in the studio and I'm staring Jeff Lorber in the face and he's like, Hey, what can I do? Holy crap. It was, it was a dream come true. And Brian, Brian facilitated all of that. And on top of being one of the best bass players living, um, he's just a, a worth of a wealth of knowledge, man. That would just blow my mind. That's it was awesome. unreal. It was literally like a TV show where one minute he's like, yeah, we'll call Alex Acuna. I'm like, what? The next thing I know, I'm looking through the window and Alex Acuna is like grooving, playing to some of my tunes with his little congas and bongos and all his toys. I'm like, oh my God, I'm watching the guy who like made Birdland recording famous play percussion wow. on my version of Birdland. Like what just happened? Where am I? You're pinching yourself. Like, oh my God, it was amazing. That's cool, man. Well, you know what? I, it's funny because I was thinking maybe we can listen to some Birdland. Can I? Can we Do listen it. to the track? It's one of my favorite tracks, man. It's just got a nice feel and swing to it, man. It just came. I, I love that tune, and I used to. I picked that tune because I was um, being the tenor player in Maynard's band. The encore, the you know, of the night was Birdland. So a lot of I would wow. be able to go up in front of the stage with me and Maynard and play that tenor trumpet thing and count my blessings every night that i'm one of the guys in history that got to do that with him you know that's awesome that's awesome well i can't think of a better intro so everybody sit back put your feet up relax and listen to music from mike MacArthur's cd feels like home this is track number two this is birdland
Yes, Birdland. From Mike MacArthur's CD, Feels Like Home. That I love that track. I love it, man. It's just fun, man. There's nothing like a good shuffle. Well, now we're going to shuffle on over to Appreciation. Mike MacArthur, drum roll. <laughs> so uh, what are your top five things that could be, you know, anything, people, place, thing, whatever, top five things that come to your head that you appreciate in your life right now? My family, number one. Okay. Um, my health and my family's health, number two. I guess that could be kind of one A and B. <laughs> okay, you can do that. You can make um, it number one. You can, you can, we can combine here on this show. You can there's no, make up our awesome. own rules. We make up our own psychopathic rules. <laughs> um, I knew so you were going to say that. Another, another thing would be um, the ability to have my own business and the fortune that I've been able to have the people around me so involved and invested in what I'm doing. Um, yeah. So the, the, I guess you could say the network of people that I'm blessed with, all the guys that I work with um, and girls, um, that would be a very, very close second. Um, I would be thankful for where I came from. You know, my Rochester is near and dear to my heart, not just because of a city, but because of the people that are there and, and kind of this nostalgia of where I started and got my roots and my, you know, musical integrity, you might say, from guys like Bill Tiberio and, and my younger teachers. Um, so that's that would be a place. Um, I am fortunate for having opportunities, right? And making them, right. they, they only turn out going hand in hand with what you said. You, you get more of what you give. So opportunities are everywhere, but if you don't do it yourself, nobody's going to do it for you. So you've got to get up and, and that word, as I get older, that word integrity becomes a much heavier word. So if you're, you're going to do something, let's do it. You know? Amen. Yeah. So integrity and respect, I guess, are two of the things that I'm learning to uh, to have a better grasp of as I get older. I totally agree. Oh, is that five things? I, I, I don't lost... know. I don't count well. Like, I'm a musician. Yeah, I count to four. <laughs> you could read people's minds, well, but neither of us can count to five. <laughs> Those were all great, man. And it's true. I really... Uh, thank you for sharing that, you know, and I, I really feel like that energy. And that's part of one reason I want to do this, because the people, whoever listens to this, that energy is going to go out to them. Well, Mike MacArthur, everybody put your hands together for Mr. Mike MacArthur. Oh, man, thank you, brother. Entrepreneur. You know, I try to put my little French accent on when I say that. Very nice. Uh, merci beaucoup. <laughs> 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 Only if you go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, uh, thank you from the bottom of my heart for uh, doing the podcast. Well, it's my pleasure from the bottom of my heart. Of course, man. All right. If you want to hear the rest of Mike MacArthur's great interview, please subscribe to Now Gig This, the podcast you're listening to right now. You can listen on 
Apple Podcasts, Google, Amazon, Spotify, you name it, we're everywhere. Uh, right now, we're going to hear from our sponsor, Sip. And then we'll be back with Kyle Schroeder. Sip is located at 707 West Main Street in downtown historic Leesburg, Florida. Every Wednesday through Saturday evening, Sip has the best in live music and entertainment. You combine that with an outstanding selection of beer, wine, liqueur, and the amazing food on the menu. Yum. This is what you're going to do. When you get there, order the delicious Shrimp Toast app and the Asobuco. It is my favorite entree. And here's another little thing. We're doing something really special. And you'll only know this if you've listened to the podcast. Okay. When you get to sip, when you're going to order your food, order a drink from the bar, I want you to tell your server or the bartender the secret password is red pants. That's right. Red pants. Tell them Alan sent you and the password is red pants. When you tell them that, when you tell them that secret code, that secret password, you're going to get a fun, special discount on your meal or your beverages. So remember, the password is, the secret password is red pants. Only at SIP. You can call 352-435-7840. That's 352-435-7840 to make your reservations. Or go to their website, sipjazz.com. That's sipjazz.com. Or visit them on their Facebook page. Uh, the Facebook page is Sip Restaurant Jazz and Wine Bar. All right, Sip. Thank you so much for sponsoring this episode number three and the next episode number four, which is actually part two of this special Thanksgiving slash appreciation episode. Yeah, now I know that Thanksgiving was a few days ago, but we're going to keep that energy of gratitude going. So, okay, kids, here's what's going to happen. We're going to wrap up episode number three right now, but subscribe so you'll be notified when episode number four is posted on the internet because we're going to be talking to Kyle Schroeder. Here's a sneak peek of that conversation with Kyle. And he's talking about his upcoming show on December 3rd at the Wonderlust Music Festival for Clearwater Jazz Holiday. Let's talk about what you got coming up, though. I know you got a show coming up on uh, December 3rd, right? Yes. Ron and Dave. Oh, yeah. And Tim George, tell, tell everybody about that show. Yeah, so it's um, part of the Clearwater Jazz Holidays Wanderlust series, which is a, a smaller, more COVID-friendly alternative to the Clearwater Jazz Holiday as we know it. Okay. Um so yeah, it's going to it's like a social distance outside on Clearwater Beach at uh Winter the Dolphins Beach Club and um I'll be hitting with Ron Reinhardt, great keyboard player, amazing guy, amazing musician. His brother Dave Reinhardt, the same thing with Dave. No learns music down to a T. Has a great pocket, super fun to play with. Uh, and Tim George, you know, like one of the best bass players around this Tampa Bay area that I know of. Yeah. Um, I'm super hyped to hit with them. Um, it's going to be a lot of my original music and um, some of theirs as well. So Awesome, it's, man. It's going to be really, 
really fun. All right, everybody, that is episode number three of Now Gig This. Once again, a big thanks to Mike MacArthur for being on this episode. And remember, everybody, stay tuned and stay encouraged. This podcast was made possible by a grant from the people at Studio A, Rebel Records Entertainment, and Red Pants Productions.